I was at a happy hour with my friend the other night when she made a comment about her employer's HR department. Not only did she say that HR was not sufficient, but she also called them stupid. And I responded, you can't say that. People could be saying that to me. But here's the deal. HR isn't the role to be liked by all of your employees or to get validation from teammates. In fact, you don't have to be liked at all, but you should be respected. In today's episode, I'm going to explain how you can make that happen. By the end, you'll have the six new tactics that can help you establish accountability and improve your reputation within your organization. Today we'll discuss common unfortunate stereotypes about HR, why you should care less about who likes you and more about how you're perceived, and what HR can do to establish accountability and improve its reputation. Let's dive right in. Whether you've been in HR for a decade or you're new to the industry, you're probably familiar with some of the most common and unfortunate stereotypes about human resource departments. I know that I was even before I stepped into this role. For example, something that you see quite a bit in pop culture and beyond is that HR professionals are ineffective at their jobs. They're not brave enough to step in when something needs to be done or the measures that they take at any given situation just don't work. Think Toby Flenderson from NBC's The Office. Another common stereotype about HR is that it's not particularly supportive of employees. Maybe this means that they just toss employees into the fire without much direction. Maybe it means that they always seem to take the side of leadership or certain employees and not others. Finally, there's the stereotype that HR just doesn't know what it's doing. It's entirely possible that you've encountered actual human resource professionals who fit that description exactly. But here's the deal. You're an effective HR pro. You've committed to elevating your role for yourself and your organization. Still, you might find that there's a disconnect between your own HR effectiveness and employees' perceptions of HR's effectiveness. A little later in the episode, we'll discuss how you can bridge that gap. But first, let's cover what you should actually care about when it comes to how you're perceived. Let's return to the office for a second. In it, HR professional Toby Flenderson is pretty regularly undermined and disrespected by Michael Scott, a regional manager for Dunder Mifflin's Scranton branch. Time and time again, Michael Scott chastises, insults, and overrides Toby. And often the audience is inclined to side with Michael because it's a TV show and you kind of want to see what antics the office gets into that week. Yet who's really the ridiculous individual? More often than not, Toby is actually right, not Michael Scott. For example, there's an early episode where Dunder Mifflin hosts a Christmas party, strictly no alcohol allowed. Yet Michael just can't help himself and buys 15 bottles of vodka for the 20-person team. When he returns, Toby pushes back to no avail. The office part soon goes off the rails. Of course, this is part of what makes the show funny. But if this was a real office, the problem is that Toby wasn't asserting any real authority and wasn't supported by the people who should have supported him. The company policy was that no alcohol was allowed at work functions. Toby said so, yet Michael ignored him and Toby backed down to placate his boss and the rest of the team. The lesson here is not to care so much about who likes you. It's to be more concerned with how you're perceived within your organization. HR professionals such as yourself have the power to direct how they're perceived if they're able to accept that their primary role isn't to make sure everyone likes them. 
Instead, you should focus on embodying these three different qualities. Fairness and consistency. For HR, being fair means that you apply company culture rules and policies equally among staff. Consistency is key. You don't want to be seen as someone who favors certain employees over others because it diminishes your ability to do your job well. Responsiveness. One thing that Bernie Portal really focuses on is being responsive when HR-related requests come through. I'll cover this in greater detail in just a second, but what you need to know is that the timelier you respond, the more likely you are to indicate to employees that you're on it, that you care about their request and you're working towards a solution. Transparency. Finally, transparency is essential. If people think you're operating in the shadows, making decisions without any rhyme or reason to them, you'll end up fostering an environment of distrust. It almost goes without saying, but this toxic atmosphere can really hurt your organization by leading to employee departures. The good news is that there are concrete steps you can take to establish and improve your own accountability on the team. I've outlined six different ways that you can make this happen, so let's talk about them right now. To start, introduce an HRIS to empower others. Using a comprehensive human resources information system, or HRIS for short, is the key building block to HR's long-term reputation building efforts. With it, you can conduct quality assurance checks, which make people better in their roles and elevates your own role to be an enhancer. At Bernie Portal, we use our own Bernie Portal HRIS to make managers more effective at their job. They can use applicant tracking software, also known as an ATS, to find the best candidates without all the fuss. Our performance management feature also encourages discussions between managers and their direct reports, which empowers employees to take ownership over their projects and development. Not only that, but employees are empowered to select benefits on their own during open enrollment and qualifying life events. They can clock in and out and request time off all within the same system. I recommend that you look into adopting an HRS for your team or making the switch to something more comprehensive like Bernie Portal. For your reference, you can find a link to our Bernie Portal demo in the episode description if you're interested. Next, develop and maintain a culture guide. This is another topic we've covered extensively on HR Party of One, but it bears repeating. You need a culture guide if you want to establish accountability and build your reputation. If you aren't already aware, a culture guide is like an enhanced employee handbook. It codifies a company's culture, its mission and vision, and even routine details like how to print something or how to request time off. It's an essential tool for modern workplaces. HR should own this process completely. Explain it in a company meeting. Explain your role in quality assurance efforts. You should even make updates and encourage employees to offer changes if needed. I did this at a recent company meeting and we had a great discussion. You should use an HRIS to ensure that teammates can locate the culture guide at any time and even sign forms indicating that they've read it. To learn more about developing culture guides, check out the episode I've included in the description. Next, establish reporting metrics. Another great way to establish accountability is to determine reporting metrics that reflect some portion of your performance. In 2020, we read a book called Eat That Frog. It explains how procrastinators often wait until the very last minute to do the biggest, most important tasks. Author Brian Tracy uses the image of a live frog to illustrate his point. If you had to eat a live frog every morning, you might 
wait as long as you could to eat it. But Tracy urges that you should do the opposite. Eat it first. Each month, the different departments on our team report on our frog goals. These are the biggest, most important goals we take on each month. For example, at Bernie Portal, HR's frog goal is that we track our response times to inquiries that HR receives. This is monitored and organized in Zoho Desk, which makes it easier to respond to requests within 24 hours to ensure that we prioritize timelines for our team. Having one central inbox for HR is very valuable in reaching these goals. The benchmark also communicates the same message to our team, that we value their time and want to help them out. I've included a link to Tracy's book in the episode description in case you're interested in learning more. Up next, collect feedback from anonymous surveys. You can also conduct anonymous surveys to identify how HR is perceived and performing according to your employees. When you write these surveys, you'll want to make sure that you aren't asking questions that give away the game. Let me explain. Instead of asking, is HR doing a good job in your opinion? You should ask something like, do you feel supported by the organization on a day-to-day -day basis? The first question is a bit too obvious and may lead to employees to think that they're being tested or that they'll get into trouble if they respond no. The second question may not explicitly address your performance, but when the team members respond to it, they're implicitly thinking about how HR supports them. You'll also want to use a Likert scale instead of posing a yes or no question. With more specific response options, including strongly disagree through strongly agree, you have a better chance of identifying how employees actually feel about your performance. The best part? Bernie Portal has a new survey feature that makes this process simple and keeps answers secure. Next, you want to be fair when granting special requests. This is a big one. Every single day, you're likely going to have to use your judgment to make exceptions to certain rules and requests. Because this is on HR, you need to remember the first of those three principles we discussed, fairness and consistency. If two people approach you with the same request and you grant one and not the other, people will eventually realize that you aren't being fair. For example, in a past episode, I mentioned that when I first stepped into my HR role, I initially struggled to balance the permanent work from home requests we received from various employees. But our policy was plainly stated. We couldn't make exceptions and I explained this to our employees. Most understood, some did not. But taking this route was actually better for the team than if I granted one request and not the other. I don't have to explain all the different ways this can hurt employee morale and engagement. So just remember to be careful when granting special requests. Finally, make sure you stay up to date with the latest tips and trends in the industry by earning HR certifications. It gives you credibility and employees demonstrate personal development and shows that you're committed to compliance. We actually recently put together a great blog that lives on the Bernie Portal site that compiles some of the best certifications you can earn for your career, from SHRM to HRCI and more. I also recommend checking out Bernie U, which is Bernie Portal's continuing education program that's free to everyone and covers topics ranging from 1094C compliance to retention strategies and more. I've included links to both blog and Bernie U in the episode description for your convenience. Okay, now it's time for some homework. Like anything worthwhile, 
Building HR's credibility within your organization will take time. And it most likely won't be like flipping a light switch where all of a sudden, most people at your company take you seriously. But if you implement these six steps, you'll find that over time, you can steadily build your reputation in the organization. Start first with an HRIS and then the culture guide. These are major steps for an HR professional, but they communicate to your team that you're serious about making their lives easier. You're also serious about making them more effective in their role. You may not be liked by everyone, but you can be certain that these strategies will help make you a respected and invaluable member of the team. And remember, your role is as strategic as you make it.